some weird beef. That was kind of sexy. Right? Pulling the pantyhose off a mic. Rolling the pantyhose down the <laughs> length of the mic. No, 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 man. Leave them on, man. Leave them on. <laughs> Putting the pantyhose in your mouth and rolling it down <sighs> over the mic. <laughs> Dude, that's not a good move. That's not a good. With your teeth, any, just leave your teeth out of it. Yeah, You're not exactly. Jimi Hendrix playing the guitar. Just don't use your teeth ever Amen. on anything. Amen. No one, ever, no woman was ever like, God, I wish he used more teeth. <laughs> Nibble more. <laughs> Pretend it's baby corn. I mean, real corn. I mean, never. big corn. <laughs> never, <doing>? never nibble. <laughs> How you doing, Jared? I'm good. I ain't nibbling. Yeah, ain't not nibbling. Ain't no, ain't no nibbling. We're not up in here yeah. nibbling. Uh-uh. We might be shivering. Shivering. We might be quibbering. But we're not nibbling. We're quibbling. Quibbling? Is that a word? Yeah. Quibble? If we had a quibble, was that like a disagreement or... Yeah. But it's like a minor disagreement. It's a quibble. It's yeah. yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And knock it. Yes. That's a quibble. <laughs> That's, you can settle a quibble with a solid <laughs> knock it. I think these guys, today we're going to talk about, they probably said knock it a couple of times. This band, uh, they change members. There's there's we'll members. Bet. There's there's a central member. It's going to be tough to talk about the Cure without talking about Robert Smith. Robert Smith is the Cure. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, he's he's kind of the institution of the Cure. Friend, gets by with a little help from his friends. Yeah, and you know we're going to bring in some fucking gallop here as far as with that bass tone and the bass sound. And I think, okay, spoiler alert. We're going to talk about The Cure's second album today, 17 Seconds. Spelled. I tried searching for it today, just putting in the, the number 17. Man, you can't it's put that number. Up. You got to spell 17. No, nah, this thing's recorded in 1980. Yeah. You had to spell that. Had to, that was still proper grammar. <laughs> Whenever you write down a number, spell it out. Like you're writing a check, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and you had to learn how to write numbers in cursive. <laughs> Yeesha. Anyway, 17 Seconds, you're right. 1980. Yeah. April? April? April 22. 1980, yep. foo. There was a riot on the streets. Tell me where were you? Yeah, you were at home listening to some Cure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> where were you when when you came on to the Cure in general? Because I know both you and I did not catch this when it first came out. No, no, this would be kindergarten for me, and you know I'm I like to think I'm pretty hip, but that's a little too hip for me. Yes, yeah, too much kindergarten. Um. I was in seventh grade when I got hip to the cure because the curl, the cool girl across the street <laughs> who I would smoke weed with liked the cure. Yeah. So then I just ended a up common hearing, tale. Been hearing a lot of the. I just heard a lot of the cure and it just it, I liked it, so it rubbed off on me. Yeah. But imme- immediately it was like a girl got me into the cure. It was a rock and roll kind of feel, um, or. It fucking feels obviously they're not the right word there, but it it was women kind of were able to get men into the cure. Mm. Um, God, that's a fucking stupid way to say it. Was it. An equal opportunity it was, band. Yeah, equal opportunity. Thank you. Because once you started listening, and and I kind of came onto it the same way, about seventh eighth grade, and um, I, I heard the standing on the beach. And I was like, that's a, yeah, the like, that's a dope album. That's a dope Every album. song is like a single. It's just like killing it. Yeah. <laughs> that was before I had any idea of what really singles were. You know, again, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm past coming online with music. Now Now I'm in the, the Van Halen, a little bit of Cure is starting to trickle in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, definitely before any idea of what progressive rock is and well yeah. before any idea of what is going to turn into grunge in, you know, 92, 91. Mm-hmm. 
which we still will cover. We got we have some heavy lifting to do when we get into that side of it. Um, yeah, and and I love the idea of getting into some punk side too because he, now the cure is coming. All like Robert Smith, like we mentioned, he's he's kind of cutting his teeth in a punk scene. They all did. It was for lack of a better thing to call it. Yeah, it was just a bunch of punks coming up doing whatever they wanted. Yeah, which is about as punk as it gets. And he's going to shows. You know, he. I haven't heard him talk a lot about exactly what shows influenced him. And you know, mm-hmm. it's like you can almost hear Henry Rollins talk about seeing Jane's Addiction. You know, at the first Lollapalooza <laughs> yeah. and all that. The, the honor of being. You know, I love hearing bands talk about other bands that really fucking turn them yeah. on or had that 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 pivotal moment. Um, I have nothing for Robert Smith and any member of the Cure talking about what their influences are. But I think we're going to hear some influences in their tone. <laughs> you play the Joy Division drinking game tonight. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a joy. Um, what I want to say, these, okay, so Zing. Cure was kind of, yeah. the Cure was my gateway drug to New Wave, I think. I wasn't clocking it too hard. But then it's about the same time when I started listening to Nathan Hale High School's uh radio station that they i think it still goes to this day c89 okay but the, all they would play was like the cure pet shop boys depeche mode um all that shit erasure yeah yeah, um, yeah. the Susie good stuff and, and the banshees and it was like uh it was way better than what was on the pop radio of like 88 89 yeah it's it's more engaging yeah. it, it, it kind of takes the left it t- took the yeah. left hand fucking turn Didn't need bobby mcfarren and <laughs> uh, you know though you can appreciate for the artistry yeah, for sure <laughs> he had his he had his thing <laughs> he did his thing man still i imagine that away from him you know no nah. but uh yeah so it was wild but that was my just because the cute girl across the street thought they were cool opened my eyes and ears through the whole genre and this is not their peak i'm not saying this you know but there's still songs in this album they play live to this day or at least to you know till yeah, they got sure. shut down oh, hall of fame inductees the cure by the way last year yeah well deserved too i think they yeah. should they uh, fucking totally in there i love i love their um I really got an affinity for The Cure, but I'm also, and I do this with a lot of other bands, I'm able to keep them in in a spot. Um, I didn't have to get every album, and they are prolific. There's a lot of albums. And I, you know, so I, I've never tried to keep up with it. It's, they put out enough that the stuff I like fills the whole Jones for whenever I want to listen to The Cure. I just know there's catalogs there. I can kind of cherry pick it. And then what's nice about this album, I, I never really listened to this album before. And, uh, it, it, you know, again, boom to the podcast, getting us to listen to a, a music that wouldn't normally just come floating by you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this this album. I think it's a good second album. It's great. It's a great second album. And it did it did for him. Yeah. It's, a, again, kind of, you know, Queen... And you too. Do 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 queen. And you too. 
<laughs> this was the same year or very close to the Queen album we just did last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their they, second they, album. I never see. I was. I would think Queen is a much older band than The Cure. They both put out their second albums, and they might be like a year or two, but not much. Not, no, Damn, no. When's The Cure movie coming? So the bandit, you know, do you know where Crowley is? Mr. Crowley. Exactly. So Queen, the Queen we talked about came out in 74. So this is six years later. Yeah. You know, the orbiting, <laughs> they're orbiting around, coming yeah. from similar sounds. Sorry, sure. not Crowley, 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 Crowley. Yeah. West Cra- Crowley Sussex. Tugs. Oh. I don't know where West Sussex is, mm-hmm. but they are from Crowley in West Sussex. That doesn't sound <laughs> like London. I don't know how close that is. Is that a suburb of London? I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you a damn thing about where West Sussex is. I'm gonna guess it's not on the east. It's this, or is it? Uh, is left. there an East Sussex, and they're both like in the east, or they're both up north? There's still like a like West Seattle. Well, you head towards East Sussex, and then you take a 180, <laughs> and you fucking go the other way. You can't. Wherever it is, I'm sure it rains a lot, and uh, these guys actually, we got the entrance. So right before they set you up a little bit on this. Right yeah. before they started recording this album, they just come off a tour opening for Susie and the Banshees, which, try and spell that correctly, I mean, I had a heck of a time Yeah, trying to spell Susie, I don't think, I just got it spelled three different ways on this page right here. Yeah. Um. And Robert was playing guitar with the Banshees. He was pulling double duty, and he was, there he was kind of pulling in some influence, and... If you know Susie and the Banshees vibe, they're like proto-goth, but punk. Once again, they came out of that same punk scene as the Pistols and, and, and uh, what was Billy Idol's band? Billy Idol? Faces? Yeah, the no. guys. <laughs> uh, Generation X and all those guys, like the guys that came basically right after the Pistols. But it was hard. You couldn't just call it punk rock and have it cover everything. But that's where they all came from. Yeah. It that it seems to happen with every music genre, is what defines it eventually busts it open. Yeah, you know, expands it. Yep, we've seen it happen up close. But uh, so after that tour, uh, the original bassist, um, Michael Dempsey, he's out. He didn't he didn't like the way the band's going. Get he, fucked, Dempsey. He's not trying to. I don't think he was down with the the kind of gloomy. He was turned into Susie and the Banshees, and he wanted to be. XTC, I think, was the quote. Uh, <laughs> which, not a, you know, if you want to be the next XTC, that's fine. Yeah. Um, we should cover their second album. Yeah. Hey. I'm, 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 uh, I'm down. But with that, his exit, so we get the new bass player, who is the, still the bass player to this day. So yeah. coming in on the second album, <clears throat> all the way to now, I think he's been in the band. I don't know if Lol Tolhurst is still in the band, but there's he's got to be up there for like second longest running member of the Cure for sure, <laughs> for sure. At, uh, at least you, we got to recognize Gallup. Yeah, am I saying his name right too? Yeah, he's the big lanky guy with the long hair, like does a top knot. And he yeah, looks weird. Actually, everybody in this band looks really weird. It's an off-putting band. This <laughs> is <laughs> not not some matinee idols. Although it's Robert was pretty good looking back that. in the day. I'm gonna say like the early days, like around this time. Robert was he is a good looking chap. Robert has good bone structure. Yeah. And then uh, Robert of yesteryear and Robert of now. You, I mean, you see, you see that you know age ravages. Um, you know, 
everything. Humankind. It, yeah. it, it's time waits for nobody, for no. no person, for no sad clown. No, just not enough cake makeup in the world. Uh, but he, uh, what's his name? What's the guy I just said? Simon Gallup. He was in a band with another dude, Matthew Hartley, and he spells it all funny. M A T. Like this, yeah. Sp- yeah. British people, mm-hmm. but um, Matthew Hartley, and they were in a band called the Magazine Spies together, or the Mag Spies, or the Magpies, or whatever. Right. It was very cool. <laughs> uh, so they right away they get a bass player and a keyboardist out of the deal. Kind of neat. Uh, Lol Tolhurst is still playing the drums. He's a founding member. Um, he would go on to become the keyboard player because he would drink too much to got play the drums good. Not so much. He kind of got Whether his keyboard was plugged in on some of those live shows, I don't know. It was a real, like, you know, uh, yeah. he ain't heavy, he's my brother kind of situation where they just kept him on the payroll. And, you Get know. over here. Play some play some keys. It's a percussion uh, instrument. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, rough, rough times for Lol. Poor, poor Lol. But uh, that's the band at this point. And... That's that's pretty close to like the classic lineup. Like Pearl Thompson would show up in '83, like a couple years later, and that to me, that's like the completion of it all. Yeah, but shit, man, they got Reeves Gabriel's is in the band now from like Tin Machine, and and they're they're I wish it wasn't they would be touring right now off their whole Hall of Fame induction. There'd be like this huge Cure tour going right, right now. Oh, I would and go see them. there. Oh fuck ah. yeah! Even if it was at um. If, well, Key Arena is under construction. True, but if it was, I'd at, even go to White River. I would. I, I, you, you would. I right? would. I would do it for them. You know what we'd do hmm. is we would fucking get a helicopter. Nah, we'd rent. We'd rent a fucking serious vehicle. If we're gonna go, if we ever go to White River again, yeah, because we're gonna be sitting in that vehicle for a long. We're gonna time. be sitting, and we gotta be resigned to sitting, mm-hmm. or like Hill. We're leaving early. She knows when to leave. She did. She did yeah. the, the the Rod Stewart, Cindy Lauper math. Knew what the set list was and knew once once the likes were matching up with likes. Okay, this is the same set list. Let's get the fuck out now. This is his she last called song. It too. And we're like, oh, we don't care about that song. I know. All right, let's go. Yeah, that's yeah. That way. That's some an Escalade full of shit. whiskey and blunts is not a bad idea either. So I just want your original idea was was spot on. Yeah, yeah. Something comfortable, styly. I'm not saying you know. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll work it out in the future if the Cure ever gets to tour. Made the Cure this, tour made this record in two weeks. Really. For three thousand pounds, I don't know what that uh, the equivalent in American dollars was it's back probably then. Like that's ten grand, not a lot. I mean, nowadays it's probably yeah. like ten grand, that's twelve grand. Yeah, or that's like that. this. That's a cheaply made album. Yeah, which good. Uh, this is the first one they that Robert co-produced with Mike Hedges. Yeah, where they they did this at a Fiction Records is their label. At this that's their point. record label, and, and so they get on the strength of their first album, they're getting a little bit of juice. Mike, Mike Hedges produced that, yeah. so he's been with them since day one. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, singer songwriter and uh, and solid rhythm section into keyboards, debatable rhythm section, um, <laughs> and and a, and a good producer. Like the, this album, like so many other second albums, starts to galvanize their sound and where it's going to go. You see, they. Oh, yeah. They everything they do on this album they do better in the future, mm-hmm. and other bands would pick up things they did on this album for sure. Um, at least as good. There's, the you know, I feel I feel like the Cure gets um, they're so, they're easy to bag on 
mostly Robert Smith is easy to bag on, and so I'm going to try to avoid that because what I he's a goofy looking dude. He's a goofy looking dude, and uh, and and um, he's fun to listen to in interviews. He's got this wry <laughs> sense of humor. Um, you can tell he likes being by himself a lot. Yeah, yeah. and uh, walking the streets of London at night because nobody's around, um, and stuff like that. What what uh, the the travesty is is not a lot of really good musicians cop to biting Robert Smith, and and it's starting to come around. And yeah. and I'd say in the last ten years, you get a little bit of you know Dave Navarro talking about like. I then I started listening to The Cure and realized this is well into his career after Jane's Addiction into mm-hmm. the Red Hots. You can have a poignant solo with one note, <laughs> and it's not because he's a bad guitarist. Uh-huh. It's, it's just he seems to keep boiling everything down and then builds back up and boils it down to another. It's like a good sauce, you yeah. know. And this is the first stage of them reducing the red wine and a little bit of the garlic and, and mm-hmm. olive oil in that yeah. saucepan. This is the very first stage. Then they start, in their later career, adding some more, a little more spice, a little bit stronger vinegar, a little stronger this and that, mm-hmm. and then they reduce it down again. Right. Um, it, uh, they and Robert Smith and the rhythm section of this band deserve so much credit for heavy lifting for bands to come and um, that real good... Uh, group i mean they they like a soul is a little bit um too aggressive to call them mm-hmm. but they have they, it's coming from like the same flavor in that they know where the root is they know where to stay and then they'll branch off a little bit a little flurry here a little flurry there um but boy can they hit a vibe absolutely and this is where you're gonna see i think the way Robert's arrangement skills kind of come to life. Because if you li- think of your favorite Cure song and you think um, the bass is doing one thing, but the guitar's not going with it. The guitar's doing like this whole other melody. And then the keyboard comes in. And he's not copying anyone else either. And he's got his own little melody. It's like these little symphonies that he puts together of all these little parts. And it really, in a kind of rudimentary form, starts coming together on this album. You can hear it. Um, so that'll be fun. Listen out for that. Let's hear it, man. Let's go. You ahead got anything else to say before we kick off a song? I better not, man. I'll just let it go. A reflection. There's a little bit of room to talk over some of these songs. <laughs> here. It gets a little ambient. Space. Uh, here. That's nice. It's a good sounds for 3,000 pounds. They put all their money into this recording. Right away, you're getting the devil's triads in there, and they're setting the tone like, this is not meant to like welcome you in and make you feel easy about yeah. what's coming. Are you gently uncomfortable? <laughs> yes, I'm a little bit mm, off. It's foggy out, it's dark. <laughs> Jack the Ripper's around the corner, you don't know, man. Or you're on a walk with your very pale girlfriend <laughs> through the <laughs> streetlight shining down through the fog. Oh, a few major chords there. It's looking up. 
Well, they're a great lesson in what minors do emotionally and what majors do emotionally. Yeah. This this is a, a class, just this in this introduction. If you asked anybody for the first time listening to music and said, where to make you happy or where to make you sad, <laughs> you would call it right on those changes. Yeah. You think maybe they were listening to some Bowie album with uh, the song Warsaw is a low. And it's an instrumental track like this. Real ambient. I don't know if these guys ever got around to working with Eno, but they should have. Yeah. That's kind of like the, the Hodorowski's Dune, you know? Like, <laughs> Could the world handle it? I like that little harmonica back there, though. I mean, this is a creepy-ass night- harmonica. Yeah, this, is, this could be the soundtrack for Nightmare on Elm Street right there. Absolutely. That harmonica was too creepy. It might roll right into play for today. Yeah. Kind of an actual song. Love it. We're off to a good start. Gallop go. They got some good hard panning going on with some of these uh, sounds. And that is that signature gallop, which we will come to love. Yes. This is the guy that brought you Fascination Street. Fuck yes. A very Joy Division beat going on right there. But more intimate, right? Like, like this is way That's more. Such a good change. Yeah. It's not all drenched in reverb like a Joy Division album could be. This yeah. is a lot tighter, a lot more close yeah. knit and yeah, exactly. They're not throwing that space out there. And keep a notice on that. That's not on beat. That's on its own time signature. <laughs> and now it just switched ears. Adam Jones from Tool. How did he not listen to The Cure growing up? Uh, Adam Duritz from Counting Crows not listen to this and get uh, his singing style. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, that's the chorus on those guitars. There's so much chorus on the guitars on this album. Dude, those, that bass flourish, too, is just saying, just sends you into the next change. There's, there's so what the the cure does really well is um, take notice and execute these little nuances. This song written dry without those little nuances would be nice, and you'd be like that part grooves and this part grooves and that breaks down nice. But it's all the little connective tissue that makes them and and this artistic vision yeah the embellishments (laughs) (laughs) swallowed the bluebird of Yeah. 
to be a video game. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not yes, but it, <laughs> it doesn't have to be. <laughs> you don't have to be Rick Wakeman. You could just go boo dee doo. The cure. Pleasing. Just as pleasing. Yeah, it, it's a good. It's a good band. Um, good. Uh, good music that you can play at a party or so hits everybody. Um, you can have, you can overdose. You can have a little <laughs> bit too can, much cure. You can overdo it. But you spice that in like a cure, a little cure song on a mixtape. They still do those kids way. making mixtapes. Yeah, yeah. I would have put the cure on a mixtape back in 1980 if I was making such things. Yeah, would you put Boys Don't Cry? <laughs> yeah, fucking. <laughs> yeah, I do fucking... love that song though. <laughs> More than I should. It's uh, good. It's a good one, though. That... It, there's a there's a, a visual I get with a lot of Cure songs, and some way more than others. But um, to tie visuals to playing music or whatnot, it, it, but it's train cars. Mm-hmm. It's train cars. They're just they're finding some sort of groove, some sort of rhythm. Rarely do they just break down into unformed, you know, mm-hmm. s- sonic, you know, uh, signatures and stuff. Um, there's the really respect a fucking groove. <laughs> the, <laughs> I I would love to see what some of the um, some of the practices or or watching you know signature songs come together. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's it's like if time travel became a thing, that would be the first program that would go through the roof is like yeah. songwriting watch. tourism <laughs> yeah exactly songwriting tourism <laughs> dude we get a time machine that's gonna be one of our no, that's good i'm going back and i'm stealing them patent pending patent pending patent pending patent pending patent pending um they but i always see it's the train cars that come that, that come to mind when i when i think about and listen to this music just sits hits this you know, um, almost uh, also tied in with windshield wipers on a bus that are slightly out of sync because they're in different time signatures, but they catch up at that one moment. And for some reason, you're mesmerized. It's the simplest movement, um, but it mesmerizes you. These are, there's not a lot that they play that's really challenging to play, but this band is indicative of what feel, what what the feel of the musician does. And that's, best illustrated by the i think the the bass lines the yeah. the approach to the bass lines and stuff this is a band you remove that bass player and you get some other session player in it'll sound good but is but you know the difference it's the it's right man at the butter. right time for the right job yeah that's basically all i have to say for this whole episode about this <laughs> number track number three is called secrets Taking the lead right there. You just did like what? Three octaves. <laughs> that was great. Before the singing comes in, this could be a car song. Sure. Huh? play of the Ford vocal and the Echo vocal, it's really nice. Yeah. 
Like David Lynch listened to The Cure, right? Right. And once again, the bass is taking the solos. It's like a really talented Peter Hook. Right. Right. Guy <laughs> that actually practiced. Yeah, once again, kind of a spooky vibe going. It's a Halloween music. Oh, yeah. Cure makes the Halloween playlist most every time. Just real sparse on the drums, though. Not that dry, dry snare. There's a little bit of reverb, a little bit of gate. It's like a, it's a good classic soft top snare drum. Yeah. A little bit of reverb, a little bit of gate. There, he's not playing a ton of toms, so you don't have to worry when you're recording to get that buzz, that, that uh, yeah. snare buzz. Simple piano chords just come in like that. It's just another layer. Yeah. It's a layering band. Yeah. It's like a sandwich. Thought you were having just a straight up bologna cheese. Now you got All of a sudden, you got tomatoes. You got the keyboard tomatoes. Look at oh, acoustic solo. That's lettuce. That's romaine. Right That's romaine. There. That's romaine. That bass is straight up bologna, though. That's just holding the whole thing that's, together. It's that's all, why you came for the sandwich. Yeah. That's why you say bologna sandwich. Yes. It gets top billing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that three notes on the piano too yeah. or the keyboard you know lol lol tall not lol talkers uh, the drummer yeah lol talkers yeah. is uh, he's the bread and he's just a solid white bread yeah but that's what you want from bologna sandwich. I mean, you know I'm gonna say potato bread I mean yeah. it's, a, it, you know it's a white bread but it's 100% it's, yeah 100% it's like you're like potato bread and then you eat it and you're like I like potato bread taking this bologna sandwich to the next level right yeah, it's not just a regular bologna sandwich. It's a good ass that bologna didn't leave sandwich. Anything for what? What is Robert then? <laughs> Robert, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Robert's the toothpick that holds the sandwich together. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be ingredients if I wasn't holding this. He's together. all the mayo and mustard. He's the spicy mustard and the yeah, and the bland mayo and everything in between. He's the whole, he's the he's lube, the yeah. sandwich lube. Yeah, <laughs> but he made the sandwich, so maybe he's the chef. I, I'm gonna go with okay. If two more attempts at a sandwich metaphor. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Robert being um, the seeds. Nope, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> that, that's not that. No, that's not it. Sandwiches Listen. don't grow on trees, fool. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you never heard of a sandwich tree? <laughs> yeah, we didn't have no sandwich trees growing up. I do. <laughs> if you could, ha honestly though, if you could plant a sandwich tree. Oh my God. What do you got? Okay, I'd make it like I'd graft the, the limbs like my old cherry tree at my old house. So mm -hmm. it would like on one half of the tree, it would grow bologna sandwiches. <laughs> and on the other half of the tree is like Black Forest and Swiss. You know what I'm saying? Like solid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a German, a German fucking sub. Fuck, like yeah. Black Forest, Swiss, Havarti somewhere in the roots. Stinky cheese. Just, just, just smelly smelling feet tree. <laughs> oh, the boogaboo. It was 500 feet tall and it smelled awful. <laughs> that was for uh, Time Bandits. They, they got in trouble with God because one of the guys developed a tree that fucking stunk and it was giant, bright pink. 
Um, that's what I think about <laughs> your bologna. <laughs> I think that's going to be your bologna sandwich tree. Well, that man. sandwich is not going to smell good. No, but that's a, I bet it's a sturdy, tall I mean, tree. That tree won't smell good. Yeah. Maybe it will. Yeah. I want a meatball bush. <laughs> what if I get with a little, little, uh-huh. little fucking hoagie shrub? Right next to it. Oh, you, you put know. the ingredients together. You're just keeping the hot side hot and the cool yeah, side yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want a little... Meatballs coming hot off the bush. <laughs> some, some weeds <laughs> that grow chicken parm <laughs> in a hot sauce. Fucking That's what the Garden soil. of Eden was like before <laughs> the fall of man, dude. Like, hoagies just grew on trees. <laughs> That's why you should have never ate the apple anyway. You got a bunch of hoagies eating the apple. Stupid. Anyway... <laughs> yeah, yeah. If God could do anything, how come there's no hoagie tree? Right. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, the tree of knowledge of good and evil wasn't a hoagie tree. <laughs> well, they call it the hero. In your house, number four is called in your house. All right, get after it. That's gonna be my new saying, by the way. Get, get after, after it. it. I'm gonna try it. Oh yeah. Bass drum is. Is this is Def Leppard, right? <laughs> Hysteria. Yeah. You take this guitar to play the chords for heroes, and it's Hysteria. <laughs> That's now the I'm... recipe. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit Nirvana picked this up. A little Come As You Are. They this stole is... the rest of that from The Killing Joke. Yeah. They made a little English 80s post-punk sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> called it Come As You Are. <laughs> Did you notice that spaceship just take off? We were talking I did. I, it, I but... thought I heard something go fly by. Just that cool little keyboard line back there. Just chilling. Whoa. Another spaceship. I mean, that's, this is right in the era of synthesizers starting to do crazy shit. Like hand claps, breaking glass. Um, you know? Like... Like synthesizers were going crazy at this point, and I mean, turn on the Furious Five setting. <laughs> <laughs> you give an artist a tool, they're gonna use it. Yeah. And so I think it's a bold move to put that stereo know, sweep, nonetheless. Stereo sweep with that fucking ship going by. Yeah. It's still happening. Still just sweeping. I hope you got both earbuds in. You hear that? That's an airplane I love, going over. I, <laughs> I love that we're going uh, stereo. Yeah. I feel like the last few albums were really, it's necessary. And now that, that the full digital scope. storage isn't a problem, and with 5G, even 4G, it was fine for downloading. Good. Fine, you're good. You're going to be fine. We're all fine. We're all doing fine now. Well, are you good? We, we already covered that. Did well, we start this thing we're yet? We're all fine now here. How are you? How are you? There's something about the production that, like, I love, and it's almost self-deprecating. It's, and that's kind of a, a little bit of the cure thing. There's a lot of talent, and they downplay it by, but still, going up on stage, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to to make, <laughs> it takes a lot of skill to make it sound so malaise. You know, <laughs> like we really don't care that much, but we totally care about having the sound. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a, again a dichotomy 
when I listen to The Cure that I really enjoy too because um, that fuck I don't really have a because it's just that yeah it's it, the, the beats per minute are just down a little yeah. bit that's really fucking tough to do though <laughs> like and we it, said pl- uh, a couple weeks ago maybe playing faster is much easier to keep on yeah. beat than playing slower yeah and, and so like all it's like they're displaying all of this talent without um you, you do, not braggadocio. Nah. They're, there we go. They don't. Yeah, they're not going to be braggadocious. Braggadocious. <laughs> XP Califrucious. I mean, that's a setting on a Casio. That's a beat on a Casio. <laughs> right. They don't that, get credit. But you that's know your how man, that though. Soul of a funky drummer. That's lol. You know. <laughs> lol, Jerome the metronome. Kicking it in. I think it was something about playing slower. Oh, no, you, okay, it was something you you said way earlier in the podcast when you're like, things they do here, they'll do better later. I don't know if you know the song. Uh, if you're a Cure fan, I mean, you probably know front to back uh, Disintegration. But there's a song in there called Lullaby. It's kind of right in that beep, you know. It's, it's that beep. Yeah. Doom, ding, doom, doom, doom. And the guitars are ding. You know, kind of like those little arpeggiated guitars. Mm-hmm. And the bass line is cool. It's like something like that is growing out of something like in your house. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it, it, it's that space between the notes, too. I kind of think that, again, to circle back to a lot of, a lot of musicians... Um, Maybe they do, you know, in conversations called out. You just don't, you don't hear about it a lot. Whatever, there's a million things we don't hear about a lot. But I, I feel like a lot of jazz musicians would appreciate The Cure because it's this slow, it, they're, they're, it's not slow, but um, it's it, the better, uh, it's space between notes. They're letting this it's breathe. Deliberate. Yeah, it's deliberate. Thank right. you. And, and they're letting it breathe. They're letting uh, the vocals breathe. The instruments might not be doing anything special at the time, but the vocals are allowing them to just do their job. Mm-hmm. And there's long spaces of just vamping on a yeah on a little melody, yeah, or a little riff, and a guitar. That's why it's good party music, yeah. right? You know, I'm not shouting at you, <laughs> not being pushy about it. We close out this side with a song called Three. Once again, spelled out three. They're proper. They went to the same school that fucking fucking Pink Floyd got beat in. (laughs) Somebody was getting paid by the... Never mind. (laughs) What do you call that? Paid by the letter? Not the letter, but like the character. Oh, paid by the character. Paid by the character. Yeah. Good. Glad I said that so I can cut that out. All right. It's good headphones album. Yeah, like, what's that guy say? It's a great headphone album, and it's a great loud album. If you want to play an album loud, this album sounds great on big speakers. All of their fucking sounds. Most of their shit does. You crank it up, and it just holds. 
for disco you know yeah exactly if this is you it's tough to dance to you yeah. just kind of have to sway this is when the, the ketamine kicks in at the disco and everything goes yeah and so you're going to see them live in 1980 with, the, with these fresh tracks you know it's like comes out in april so the summer you're going to go check them out most of the show is going to be just uh lethargic a bit Maybe a little bit of crying here and there, <laughs> and and swaying, lots of swaying, and a lot of British folk standing next to each other, swaying and thinking about like, well, I, you know, maybe my school was fucked up too. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have let the principal fucking hit me on the ass. Let's have another pint. You know, yeah. if I can, if I can get a game of footy and. All of a sudden, you get that. Oh, and then it stopped. As soon as I notice it, it stops. It's a subtle layering. This is fuckery right here. I think it's safe to call this one an interlude. Can't miss the interlude in the in the age of the digital album. You don't get a lot of interludes. No. Rap albums keep them keep them somewhat in the game, but and uh, um, not all of this album made it into their their live set. No. <laughs> not this song. That would be great if they just played three. Dubstep before dubstep. Yeah, that was fun in the studio. But as far as that kind of sound, you know, some of the studio fuckery, like we, what we did with um, what happened with uh, um, Black Sabbath and Paranoid, mm-hmm. speeding up at the tape. Mm-hmm. Um, the that characters in this album as well. There's a little bit of studio fuckery, you know. We're using the studio as Especially an instrument as well. Having the limited time they did, yeah, they really went after it. Yeah, the, the first time Roberts taking the helm with uh, the producer, who I can never seem to remember his name. Hedges, Mike Hedges of Benson and Hedges, uh, soul group out of Philadelphia. But I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I know that. Of course. Uh, yeah, like well done for the short, for the short time they had, one week. Yeah, one week. Must, it's uh, half a fortnight. That's <laughs> that's fucking half a that's fortnight, called, dude. It's called going in with a mission. Uh, I'd love to tell you. Well, okay, let's pa- let's paint that picture a little bit before we jump onto the the next song. Is that where you're going? No. Are we going to do the next song after this song? Uh, um, they're going into the studio. It feels like with pro- probably some thought out ideas. So these songs they've been messing with for a little bit. This doesn't scream in a one week turnaround, two week turnaround, or whatever. It doesn't scream written in studio. You know, just exploring the space. Everything, everything that they throw on top of is a key. You know, another keyboard track um, or a fun sound that got fucking looped, mixed, and panned over and it sounds like yeah. a spaceship going by in Dolby, you know, whatever it is. Um, they're not doing a ton of it. They're just the little sprinkle here. 
and it's what you two did on there on October with other instrumentation, um, but years later. But here's the raw track, and there's one little bit of fuckery on top of it. One little thing, if we, you know, they probably had several, and they mix them out, and finally you just go like, that's the essence. That we just need that one little thing to send it off. And the Cure songs kind of need the that. savings this black friday at you fucking kidding me jared no one will hear that i'll turn that down you don't even you, know no no keep that in because otherwise <laughs> it's gonna sound like i'm just berating you like all of a sudden he's got tourette's <laughs> ha ha ho uh, yeah. so, so part, sorry my bad. <laughs> sometimes yeah. i got popo bads on the billboard charts but I, I could turn the volume down and you know be professional but yeah, hey well we're getting down the thunder. Well, oh. now you've got it. All right. We didn't tell anybody, but we're breaking in the new room a little bit. We're a little under construction. It's a little bit uh, jerry-rigged yeah. today, but uh, I think we're doing great. This is great, dude. So f- fucking paint the scene, bro. You've been working Kokomo Bokomo on the actual recording side. We've been recording in the in the, uh, control, um, room. the control room. Like savages. <laughs> oh. Cave persons in yes. there. Yes, uncivilized, to say the least. Yeah, we're trying it out in the new space, in the in the 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 other side of the control room wall, yeah, the other, the side, other side, side of the, the window. Wall. Oh Dude, God! Speaking of the wall, very Chris. cool, man. Very fucking cool. Nineteen eighty, April. Oh, hey, check this out. This is fun. Oh my God! What is a- it? Halftime? April. It is halftime on the record, and I'm gonna give you the. Oh my uh, God! Why would I know that? Of course. I mean that's a kind of a cool way to end it that that last little uh, little vibey outro yeah. song they just did that's you, nice. I know something. I'm getting a little bit of Pearl Jam on that too mm. with uh, you know ten the way they, uh, they, the they way they in, go way in and out of the album sides yeah mm-hmm. or wrap it around fully like yeah. do a do a Pink Floyd on it. Yeah, you telling me that Eddie didn't isn't steeped in Robert Smithum? <laughs> well, you see, Robert Smith uh, was called up to be the new lead singer of Van Halen. Before Sammy took the job, but really, yeah, I don't think he wanted right. to do all the guitar solos, and it was kind of a deal breaker. But uh, <laughs> speaking of Van Halen, at number ten <laughs> on <laughs> the week of April twenty second, nineteen eighty, and your headphones just popped out. You <laughs> don't laugh at me! <laughs> don't laugh at me! That's <laughs> <laughs> what you get. Why are you picking? Mm. What I have to tell you, though, is that the number 10 album that week was Women and Children First by Van Halen. You shitting me. I wish shit you not. Um, Like, good for them. That was like uh, the cradle will rock and everybody wants some. It's, that's good. That's some good Van Halen music right there. Yeah, so this is going on around the same time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, perspective. It, it, it's kind of like... um. You, you had to pick a lane. Feels like you had to pick a lane. Feels like in the eighties, nineties, you had to pick a lane. We have the luxury of looking back on it and pick cherry picking what we want. But yeah. I think it was. I don't know if it was that diverse back then. No, yeah, that's what it feels like, right? In, unless they were some freak who didn't have any other time but to listen to music and just uh, be smart and appreciate. So record store employee. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He could enjoy Women and Children First and The Cure. You had to have the time. That's the problem with listening to music is, especially back then. You had to sit there and fucking do it intentionally. Yeah. Is it, when this is coming out, it, it, you're not getting a ton of this on American radio. 
Mm-mm. Um, and you have when you're gonna listen to the music, you're playing the tape, still playing the record, and uh, that's it. <laughs> what are you bringing with you? Like, is the Walkman out yet? Uh, very, uh, maybe the very first ones. Real the pieces of shit ones. speed up when they, you know. Yeah. Just, I remember getting the right torque. Getting a cassette player in our car around this time and being like, ooh, damn. The future is here. Yeah, y'all. dude. Well, yeah, 1980. Mm-hmm. We're talking 1980. Yeah. Go um, ahead. Yeah. Number nine is The Whispers with their self titled album. Not 100% on the whispers. I bet you they had some tunes. Number eight, though, is Journey with their album Departure. It has, uh, you guessed it, like a scarab spaceship on the cover. Good good call. The American Gigolo soundtrack at number seven. You know what's on that? Mm-mm. Not me either. Popular movie, though, in the 1980s. Probably just a gigolo. But... I don't think so. <laughs> the Brothers Johnson. If you're a fan of them, you know their number six album that week, uh, Light Up the Night. Moving to the sweet sounds of Brothers Johnson. Number five, my very first album that I ever owned that was all mine. Thanks to mom not sending her car back to Columbia House that month. Off the Wall, Michael Jackson. Oh, dude, good album. Number four, though, Linda Ronstadt. Sweet, sweet Linda Ronstadt. Through our mad love. Well, what was Crystal Gale doing around this time? Her brown eyes were turning blue. Yeah. All 1980. This 1980s is was like strong country pop. Go- Queen of Hearts, Juice Newton. You think I don't know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she knows. This was, yeah, Juice Newton. John Denver was still having hits. Like, you could be country and pop at the same time. This it's, is nothing new. Yeah. And Mad ask- Love, isn't that the name of a fucking. Uh, Taylor Swift song? Listen, I'm stuck on Juice Newton, and, and that's probably the best two words ever put together. Fucking, it sounds awesome. Juice yes. Newton. Juice. Yeah, but so, sorry, I didn't, you know. Anyway. Glass Houses. So badass. Number three. Juice Newton. Billy Joel of Glass Who's that? Houses. That was Juice Newton. Yeah. All right. I mean, solid. If you like Billy Joel. I think that's prime Billy Joel. Yeah, no, Glass yeah. Houses. I remember the album cover with glass houses. It's in my sister's room. <laughs> this is this is I'm starting to leech a little bit of. Yeah. This is actually the beginning, I would say. So, uh, you know, six. Am I six? Mm-hmm. 1980. I'm six years old. Like I'm li- like anybody's listening to the Cure. Like you ever heard of them <laughs> over the over the pond? Um, but this is where I'm starting. I'm starting to register. Yeah. A little bit. I remember this song or this album. And this song at number two that we- that week, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, oh, Against the Wind. Against the Wind. Oh, yeah. That song was huge. Uh, we were running against the wind. Yeah. I was. Yeah, man. Gonna sell some Chevy trucks. Uh. You know what? Led the- Zeppelin can do it. Yeah, Bob can do, can it. do it. They're all on their same. At number one that week, Pink Floyd. With their album The Wall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's what that's what nineteen eighty was about right there. Michael Jackson, Pink Floyd, Bob Seger, Billy Joel, Linda Ron, Stat, the Brothers Johnson, and Journey and Van Halen. I think you f- what? I think um several members of Pink Floyd and Robert Smith would get along and talking about guitar technique and reverb. And just sitting, Chorus in, pedals sitting in your and shit. library alone all day on a rainy day. 
Oh, yeah. Embroiled in a good book. Robert, <laughs> in one of his interviews I listened to today, he was talking about, like, some days you wake up <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you, you, you go out. You don't, really, you don't really do much for the day, and you can come back home, go back to bed, and realize there was probably no real point in you waking up that day at all and getting out of bed. And, you know, at that moment, I kind of felt a little bit sorry for him, but also, like, maybe you did that to yourself a little bit. <laughs> yeah. These are some I think indoor that, folks. I think that's where, like, a reverb... <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> I think to properly use reverb uh -huh. in an existentially artistic way, yes. you got to be a little bit sad. Like, the best... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right, I'm <laughs> the, with you. The best reverb artists who yeah. know how to use it delicate but or, or verbose and and work in that milieu, they, uh, I, I don't think they're fucking real happy folk. I think they like the... Listen. That's the sound of my feet echoing on <laughs> cobble, wet cobblestones. I don't know, man. Listen, the it's guy, theory. It's the guy theory. who killed that lady... That we can never, that I can never remember the name. It's Phil Spector. Yeah. The guy who invented the wall of sound. Yeah. He killed somebody. Yeah. And he would like pull guns in the studio. That's not a happy guy. No. That's, no. that's your, that's uh, great use patient of reverb. zero right there. Great, great use of reverb. <laughs> when you said that guy killed that lady, I thought you were talking about John Lennon because he was shot this year, 1980, New yes, York City. Right. Current events. The Dakota building. Dude. John Lennon goes down in fucking 1980. Do you know what else goes down in 1980? Yeah, man, Jimmy Carter. Ronald Reagan does get the nomination in <laughs> 1980. There were hostages that were not rescued in 1980. Mm -hmm. Failed mission. It's called Eagle Claw. I mean, no, not that you know. If things started the name. Yeah. Not the coolest name of an operation ever. Yeah, you, you can Talon. How did you not go with Talon? <laughs> Fucking A. But also the Russians in ice hockey during the Lake Placid Olympics oh, went this down. Is, they made a movie about that. It's with a good Kurt movie. Russell, Kurt right? Russell. Miracle. On Miracle. ice. But the movie's called Miracle, right? On ice. But it, No, the event was the Miracle on Ice. Jared. I think the movie was called I, the Miracle I wish you on would, Ice. Dude, I wish you would. I hope that we could just I know that. Why would we put a part in Yeah, Miracle on Ice. And also, Mount St. Helens goes up this right. year. Did you hear that? I kind of I, say that same and, Mount St. Hel take it from Mount St. Helens. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what else was blowing Sorry, up there this was year? Just a dirty there was a dirty connection there. I had to shake it out. I heard I, it. Every time the air went through it, it was starting to go Yep. Yep. And I was hoping it was my headphones. You dude, you were right. We're on this. <laughs> this room feels good, doesn't it, it? It's good. When we have a wall next week, it's gonna be even better. Dude, another we... call back to the wall. Hey. God, you're, you're on fuego tonight, my friend. <laughs> Mount St. Helens was also on fuego. I do in remember. In 1980. Boom. Do you see the plume? No. Do you know anybody who saw the plume? Pro the plume? Ping, uh, probably my in-laws. I think my wife uh, was too young at the time <laughs> <laughs> to have seen that. Um, but well, you got to drop. <laughs> no, but I was going <laughs> to pretend one. <laughs> I was going to pretend one and try to do a baby crying, and then I realized there's no way I can. <laughs> yeah, I can't Gross. do it. Gross. I, I missed oh. it. 
but I bet you my in-laws did because they're down there Longview way down. They were close to it. Yeah. Like ash everywhere. Yeah. They got inundated. That Veronica Vaughn. <laughs> Piece of ash. <laughs> um, fucking, you know what else was blowing up this year? 1980, 1980. was blowing up this. Fucking Pac-Man blowing uh, up in the arcades. Pac-Man fever. Came out. Dude, there's a song, Pac-Man fever. It's not, it didn't stand the test of time, but, you know, good on you for doing it. Shuffle. There's a fucking call out to the, a video game, and at this point, people are like, huh? What? <laughs> Dude, you know who was on that shit? Hmm. Fucking Chris Feifel here, man. <laughs> I was early on to video games, and thank God. I feel yeah. like I can, I can probably fly a drone or go to war when yeah, I'm man. sitting on a couch or something like that. I, I don't know. Be you like the new Tommy, you know what I'm saying? I I want to be the I want to be Tommy, but I can hear and talk and yeah. see. Yep. I want to be. Yep. His cousin. And that weird uncle doesn't. <laughs> doesn't Do you think Tommy's uncle got weird with him? He, it was weird, right? Was you that a, was put, that a verse? Yeah. I, you know where to put the cork, kind of. You know, it's like you know yeah. where to put the quarters. Is you that know what where he said? Oh, is it quarters or cork? I think he said. I think he said to. I think Tommy's uncle was saying like. Yeah, I don't I, like Tommy's uncle. Is I, what I'm getting at. I'll, I'll show you where to put the quarters. And he fucking had him put him in. Yeah. Anyway, Jared, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> um, you want to talk about movies before we get into the yeah, second album? Do it. Again, 1980. What are you kidding me? The gods must be crazy. I know that's like your top five. Uh, j- that's crazy that you said that because me and Margo just watched that. Last weekend, did um, she get it? Totally, did she it get was it? Right up her alley. I fell asleep at the end. Yeah, but uh, it was. I asked her in the morning. I'm like, "Did you finish the movie?" She's like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "What do you think?" She's like, "It was hilarious." I like I the like, social commentary on <laughs> industry getting into <laughs> <It's> pure <laughs> slapstick. Just people getting hit in the head, yeah, falling out of things, and, yeah, and running into things. <laughs> I just remember when that came out. Just, just. uh Everybody was going crazy oh, for yeah. the gods must be crazy. Yeah. Oh boy. But you know what? It was I was going into it, I was like, ah, oh, this is good. This whole movie's gonna be kind of problematic, right? Like, uh, okay, you know, this is yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. be like yeah. it might be cringing the whole time. It does better than you think it, it will. It does, yeah, no. It's not perfect. And and no, no, for sure. And that wasn't the slant I was going with yeah. either. But yeah. It, yeah. It holds up better than you think it does. Nice. It it's just uh you tell its heart is in the right place, if that makes sense, for a film. Do you know what doesn't? The <laughs> fucking Blue Lagoon. <laughs> no. No. That's it's, like Jeffrey Epstein's favorite movie. You get you get to watch that twice in your life. You get to watch. And I, people, I, okay, we, men, okay, us, yeah. you get to watch that twice. I've never seen it, and I feel like it's too late. Yeah, don't talk. Uh, the the, nah, the nah, time is too passed. late. Yeah, it's 100%. What happened? We're gonna no, watch dude, it in got, the, no, no, no. I got preteens in the building, man. Oh, it's, it's God, seriously. It's messed up energy around. No, you are 100% right. <laughs> you are 100, you know, 100. I'm fucking, like, I'm trying to see what drop I have that is crazy like up in here 100% right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolve you. Yeah, that's Thank right. You. You fucking, you, don't make that movie again. The Shining. Oh, wow. Fucking killer movie came out. Literally. Airplane came out, killing people with laughs. <laughs> fucking working nine to five. Ah, oh, I saw the the drive-in at the back. I think I was, might have been supposed to be sleeping for that one, but that was it's too, a good movie. It was too good, man. I was up. It's a good I was movie. Watching it. Yeah. Dolly crushes it in that movie. <sighs> Lily Tomlin crushes it. 
Powerhouse. Who is the, the Lily Tomlin's oh. the cure for 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 many Jane other. Fonda? Yeah, for she's Jane the cure Fonda. For Jane yeah, Fonda. Yeah, <laughs> she right. She's the antidote. <laughs> what was the boss? Who's the guy that played the boss? Uh, Dabney Coleman. Yes, <laughs> love that guy. Love that guy. He's good, man. Yeah. Um, the Gambler comes out. Oh shit! The song or the movie? No, the movie. Oh, so the Gambler, wow. the song had been out for a little bit. Okay. And finally, they, 1980, they get The Cure's so making could... this album, and Kenny Rogers is like, I'm going to make a picture out of my song. He and... did that again. He would do The Coward of the County. Oh, that was yeah, a thing yeah, for yeah. him to make like movies out of songs. Do you know, I liked him in Six Pack. Oh, Rocket Top Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> Flash that was, a, that was right about this time, right? Yeah. Six Pack is like 1980. Probably. And, uh, and yeah. it wasn't on the top movies. It didn't come <laughs> up on top movies. I don't think it would. <laughs> But it, that feels right to me. But fucking Flash Gordon. So we're talking about ah! Queen. Boom. They're already in stride. The Cure knows about Queen. I thought they're not pulling yeah. hardly anything from Queen. No, but they but know. They, pro- about, they, they know they, about each. They other. probably know Queen's cool. They're contemporaries. <laughs> yeah, as we sorted out earlier, that my mom couldn't tell me that wasn't going to be the coolest movie that ever was going to come out. And she was. She's like, no, you can't see Flash Gordon. Yeah. But every time that commercial come on and that song would come on, and the, whoosh, Flash! I was like, no, Mom, you're wrong. This has to be the most awesome thing of all time. Yeah. We have to go to the movie theaters to see this right now. And she didn't understand. She wouldn't take me, man. Damn. All I wanted was a Pepsi, Mom. Oh, she wouldn't dude, give it to me. That's fucking harsh. Yeah. I have to watch it on a whole You know video what, though? Later. Old fogies, Jared. Yeah. Old fogies don't yeah. get it. My mom wasn't much into The Cure when I wanted to listen to The Cure <laughs> when I was listening to The Cure, but I still needed to be driven places. Yeah. You know, she didn't like the That's Violent part of Femmes. The sadness. Violent Femmes were just out of the question. Right she called it frantic. Man, she's, she's right. She's not yeah. wrong. No, she's got it. She's got a good ear. Yeah. Carol's got a good ear. Um, the Elephant Man comes out, uh, yes. produced by Mel Brooks. Oh, the bane of my five-year-old life. I was terrified of the Elephant Man when I was five. Yeah, and isn't that the funny part? That That's the parable. That's the story, Jared. Yeah. I did an oral report in eighth grade on the Elephant Man, on the book The Elephant Man, which I actually read, and yeah. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember opening it up. I, I like giving oral reports. Uh-huh. That's why we're here. Right. <laughs> and I remember opening it up with um, some, something along these lines. Because our teacher said, you got to, your first few lines should engage the crowd. It was really yeah. the first time I ever heard anybody be like, take that seriously. You got to do it. <laughs> she said it to the whole class. Yeah. But I think I was one of five that listened. And uh, At least it hit home for you. It hit home. Yeah, yeah. And um, I said, imagine your hands are three times the size they are right now. Imagine your foot is two times the size it is right now. And imagine your head is so big that your neck can't hold it up. And then I went into the oral Now report. imagine that that child was white. And I went like this. <laughs> I went, and now... Zzz, <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know why I went there. <laughs> I missed the joke. <clears throat> did, did I ever tell you that, that a funny... Uh, I'll give you <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you that. Discretion is the better part of valor sometimes. Dude, so it is. <laughs> Did you know there's a second part to this album? Let's second half? It. Let's get into it, dude. Funny enough, I think, um, unless I got the sides goofed up, and I'm, I probably did. You know what? I probably did. The final sound, I'm going to guess, is probably the last track on the first side of the album. So I'll just, and it's, it's a very ambient thing, so we can kind of chat. 
You say we did side up. two to side, we, you we did side one, but I think I cut it off. I think the final sound was actually the final sound of the first side of the album. Oh, good. I got more movies. Yeah. Popeye came out. Ah, another drive-in hit right there for mm-hmm. me. Big. That's where I saw that. Friday the 13th. First one. Not so much of the drive-in for that one. Stir crazy. <laughs> Is that one of the uh, the tr- of the trilogy of the Gene Wilder and uh, and uh, Richard, Pryor. Richard Pryor movies? Yeah, it's like the first. It's good. That's it's, the first it's before one. Silver Streak, and then uh, Here No Evil. Here No Evil. That's funny. that's where it's like, I got Menzria. <laughs> I don't remember that part. It's some legal term that he thinks is like a venereal disease. I remember seeing all those movies on TV, though, so I'm sure they're heavily edited, so who knows? Oh, who knows this song? Most people that, that are into The Cure, they've heard this song before. This is the their first time they cracked the top 40 ever was with this song. Yeah. So off this second album... They get a fucking hit. And here we go. Just listen to that. And they'll Ennio play this Morricone forever. Morricone guitar tone right there. Yeah. Still play it live to this day. I'm going to go ahead and turn it up if you don't mind. That ascension in the scale is fucking genius. to this party. Dude, this is a jam. <laughs> is it Flock of Seagulls wish they They wish. Right oh, in their dreams. In their dreams. As if. Ryan, they, they, guess what, boys? The magic's not in the hair. <laughs> Dude, just hanging that on the right channel. That guitar line on that right channel is hanging it out there. Fucking Beautiful. I just want to do like the Carlton in this shit, but like the Goth Carlton. Are. The Goth Carlton. I mean, I'm chair Carlton. I mean, Carltoning right up. Oh shit. Yeah, you just like doing the, doing that dance with uh, Molly Ringwald at the prom, you know, to this song. <laughs> Good one. It, keep, keep it up. I want to keep. Right. I kind of want to rock all the way Somebody through say, this keep song. On yeah, yeah. Keep on rocking. This is gonna be their sound from here on out. This is the this is the fucking fulcrum on this album and their career. Crazy, the attack on the snare drums on the end of the sound of the snare drum. It's almost like they fuck around and play it backwards. It's the same chord as a sonic reducer, too. Sonic reducer? Yeah. Dog. Dog. (laughs) Dude, 
if you haven't been on a late night road trip and rock this song, you, you're missing. <laughs> you're fucking up. You fucking throw it on there, dude. You're gonna cover some miles. There's this is that, there's a late uh, night road trip mix that we should come out with. Special. It's next that episode. same BPM we just called it out a couple episodes ago. It's that running down a dream. Totally. Uh, it's the running down the dream tempo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is makes for that's the perfect road tempo. It's perfect. It's it's dotted lines. Yeah. <laughs> White line fever. More chorus on the guitars, please. Everything is in service of the groove here. Yeah. There's nothing that is outside the feng shui. No, and if you threw a ripping guitar. Win, win, win. No, no, thank you. Not well. <laughs> no, that would make it so awful. <laughs> it would be, right. <laughs> you just turned it into Flock of Seagulls. That was Flock of Seagulls' whole modus operandi. Right. It was to, yeah, what if you put a hot guitar solo on this sound? I don't think Robert Smith's ever had an orgasm, but I think he <laughs> fucked a lot. He's the fucking edgelord of the century. He's someday, that's what he's gonna die of when he finally busts one. When he's like 87. Yeah, I called it. 87. That's a good long life for a sad guy. That is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's gonna finally bust one and just. Plain song from Disintegration is gonna start right. playing. <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> levitate out of his body. Wait, no, it'll be a global. Uh, 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 oh, yeah. Reverberation would like be great. Millions of souls crying out and then just being. <laughs> and then silenced. Silenced. <laughs> what a lovely. This would be a bittersweet day. Dude, what I love about this fucking. When they get into the ending, it's just. start Things start falling out. Yes. And this is like. Here's your Joy Division drinking game. This is something Joy Division would have done, but they couldn't have. They'd have thought of the idea, but they couldn't achieve yeah. it, and that they couldn't accomplish it like this. And as it's as the beats just getting more simple, and they're cutting things out, the guitar is kind of revving up a little bit, and ends on this. Yeah. Fuck, it, it, listen, it's boss. It's boss. <laughs> it's <totally>. boss. <laughs> This speaks to the year that 1980 was. This is their first top 40 breaking uh, hit in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Fucking well done. Well done. Good job, lads. I get out of all of the second albums, I'm saying that's probably... I'm going to say, okay. Ooh, I don't, declarations. I'm, I'm decla- I, I know, I'm swinging my arm in the air. I stood up <laughs> earlier before. I love the space we're in, Jared. This is a great space. This is a healthy space. Feeling it. This, and, and it's cold. like, it's, like uh, cool. it's crisp right <laughs> it's now. It's crisp. But we're moving. Yeah. Maybe that's part of it. Um, this song makes, uh, like, that's a great groove. I'm going to listen to that song on my way home, and I'm looking forward to it. It's blustery out. It's raining shits several, and giggles. Several great live versions on YouTube of this oh, throughout the good years. Call. Yeah, got nice live. Like freshening it up. 40 years of this song being played live. Just worked in like a mitt. Ah. Uh, Dude. They, ah. Ah. Oh. Mitt. <laughs> the one I saw was hey. uh, with Reeves Gabriels uh, backing him up. So now there's two guitar players. Uh, Oh, so it's full, a little more full, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, because Robert mm-hmm. still plays. And you know what? He doesn't get his due. 
He's got he's got licks too. He, they're deceptively simple, but he's he's doing shit. So no, don't worry there's, about him. There's there's been times in Robert Smith's life where he's fresh out of the shower, his hair's down or in whatever thing, but it's not did up, mm-hmm. and he's in he's in his fucking governors, his little tidy boxes. He's got his house coat on. He's got his house coat on, and he's just been ripping death metal solos and heavy metal shit because he can do it. Like but he, the but, mic reaches the icebox. Yeah, dude, the, I, the space is amazing. This we are leveling Sorry. up. Proceed, <laughs> proceed with Robert Smith in his undies, ripping fucking <laughs> Brian May riffs, and he can do it. Absolutely. Yeah. There's there's nothing there's nothing simple about his playing, or there's nothing easy about his simple playing. Yes, you know they're not simple and easy are not synonymous. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so I yes. just, Tina Turner, we never do things nice and easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. You <laughs> Should have did it. Mm. But, uh, oh, having too much fun. Yeah. A forest, everybody. There, there it is. 40 year old song that is. That's what you came Just for. as alive today as the day it was recorded. But you're happy now. In you a got whirlwind it. studio session that produced. Not just a great second album, but a great thing. Think about Forrest too on this cut is it it seems like it was handled with care. Right. It seems a little bit tighter. The frequencies are a little bit fucking more meldy. Um yeah. they knew this was gonna be the single. When they're recording this second album mm-hmm. and they finish in recording Forrest, they were like, Well, that that's the one. We're pushing that thing. Yeah. Fucking tighten that up there, Philip. And that's about the same tempo as their very first single, also with Mike Hedges uh, from their first album, uh, Killing an Arab yeah. is the name of that single. Yeah. Which they would later call it Kissing an Arab. When yeah. They, and yeah, they did a little back Lucas, to be killing a little an George Arab. Lucas and fucking I think, shenanigans, Steven um, Spielberg changing yeah, up the yeah. fucking guns into walkie-talkies. Just, you can trust the cure to, to have some new ones. Yeah, that exactly. was that's a dope song. First song that I heard of The Cure. Oh, and I was on like that, on that album, yeah, on the, dude. On singles. That's yep, their standing on the beach single. and B sides. And I, and I I don't know. I think it was Carrie Mancuso who got me into listening to The Cure. It was like check out the The Cure, and she has good taste in music, and is a good musician on her own. Um. I heard that song and then the rest of however much of that album in whatever session that was, which I can't really remember. Sure. But I was immediately going to get that. And then I fucking <laughs> rode my bike to Long Island Sound and I bought that fucking album. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, this is, this is, is this the name of the album? Sure, maybe yeah. it is. I don't know. So imagine Forrest must have been on that album too. Yeah. 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 And their second single. Or at least their first single off the second yeah. album. I don't know if they had it one in between. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Lineage wise, since I'm coming, my, so where I'm coming at the cure uh, is from Carrie. Listening to it is summer of seventh, summer of eighth grade. It was a summertime album, and there's certain albums you might re, you know equate with summertime. Pearl Jam ten, big time summertime album. Big time, big time. Top of the pops. <laughs> summertime album and uh, summertime album top of the pops and so uh <laughs> i was trying to look to see if these guys were on top of the pops just so oh I i'm sure say it again. <laughs> i'm sure 
Um, and uh, I mean, I played it in my headphones over and over and over and over again. And then I had to find other Cure stuff at that point. The only other time I I was um, listening or displayed that I liked the Cure, my older sister went to a concert, and I'm pretty sure she had a good time, but she wasn't necessarily into the Cure. Right. Um, it was one of those bands where all of a sudden I was like, "Oh, okay, I this is I, I kind of dig this. They're yeah. around, and this is you know, uh. not you know." Um, she got me a shirt though, and it was nice. It was a nice, nice little scroll uh, writing, yeah. cure, delicate but nice. It just says cure yeah. on on the front, and I was wearing it during soccer tryouts. And uh, he wasn't my friend yet, <laughs> but uh, uh, John Singler came up to me in hindsight, and we've talked about this trying to make friends. Yeah, goes, uh, hey, the cure, <laughs> you know, like I know them too, yeah. and I go. <laughs> I basically, as I'm running by, I just looked at him and was like, my sister got me this shirt. And I just <laughs> kept going. <laughs> I, too, had a prized Cure t-shirt. Yeah. And, and I've never had a Cure t-shirt since because it's really no point because this was the coolest Cure t-shirt that I could Amen. ever have. Amen. I was 21 years old. I was in London. Dude, I'm, I'm and I'm, it was the shirt. Boys Don't Cry t-shirt with the, with the silhouette, shirt. with the hair and the guitar neck. Oh yeah, and the boys don't. Cry. Oh yeah, kind of. It was the boys don't cry, <laughs> and it was just black tea, white the silhouette, everything. It was perfect, perfect. And I got like maybe two or three pictures of me around London wearing it. Right. And then I don't even know if that T-shirt made it home from the vacation. Stayed. It just stayed. <clears throat> and I've been burned. I've had, had no Cure T-shirt since. It's been twenty years of no teeth. That cure was t-shirt. my one and only Cure T-shirt. Because. Once you've loved and lost like that, Chris. Yeah, it was. You really understand what the cure is. Do you know about. what? I, 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 I have one Radiohead shirt. <laughs> I still own it. I haven't worn it in years. It's yeah. packed away. It's a good shirt. Yeah. Um. I God. I wish I had that cure. What I want to say about the John Singler thing is, uh, we we were at soccer tryouts, and um, I was also nervous too, and uh, I thought John was cool. And we eventually became friends pretty soon after that, actually. And uh, same, uh, Arthur was there. And uh, and <laughs> I was talking with Arthur uh, yesterday. It was a fucking hysterical conversation. Um, but uh, they, it was right at this this nexus, right? So when I'm coming online with The Cure, which is years after this album has come out. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is now the cure is starting to really resonate globally. Yeah, I was like a full decade late on this. Yeah, exactly. Like eighty eight, eighty nine is when I got yeah. cured in. Had to go backlogging, and you know, didn't really go too far because staying on the beach and the B side singles is fucking honestly is pretty good enough for me. But um, disintegration's amazing, and they have so many songs. But blood flowers, they they kept going, man. There's something. There's something about them that. Almost anything they put out, you could take two from here, two from there, two from yeah, there, yeah. two from there, two from there. Yeah. Complete sound. That's why they're Rock and Roll it. Hall of Fame. Into infinity. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that, oh boy, I'm not even going off Wikipedia here, Chris, so mm-hmm. allegedly the, uh, that uh, por- the album's pornography, yeah, the album Disintegration, and the album Blood Flowers from when we were in high school. Or maybe you were in college. I can't remember if it was in 95 or 94. Well, I, I was a Doogie Howser. I went when I was That's 14. Right. 
that that is a trilogy meant to be taken as a literal trilogy of albums. Really? And I have yet to, and maybe we need to uh, spark up a, mm-hmm. a spliff and figure that one out. Okay. Oh, if you got a couple hours to spare. Okay, we'll put a note on Cure, a little deep dive. Let's go. One of the, we're going to watch The In-Laws. We're probably going <laughs> to do the Cure trilogy. We're going to do Cure trilogy. Uh, can we get back into the music? Yeah, man. M. So I think this is a song about that brought from all the 007 movies. A little more. He's got a cracker. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's been a couple songs here where I could hear Nirvana echoing through. Which was funny because I was listening back to our Manchester Orchestra album listened to. And we were calling them out for copying this. They could have circumvented Nirvana altogether and heard The Cure, but I doubt it. Got straight to The Cure, yeah? I doubt it. Okay. I doubt it. I think we were right. Right. (laughs) Prove we were wrong. God damn it. Say something. What's her email address these days? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the fuck you laugh right there. Like, why you asked me that? <laughs> I think it's in the metadata. I got spot. the dick, by the way. I have that dick still. <laughs> that's about all we have for email address. We'll get an email address again at some point. You can still hit us at Twitter. Hit us at Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have a problem with things like that being lifted. It's not like they totally copied the whole thing. It's different chord progression, but you can just tell that they thought that was cool at some point in their life, and it just rubbed off on them. I don't think that's a crime. Yeah. I don't think it like, should be punishable in a court of law and have to cut checks to people. No, you know? no, no, no. I, I, I think it is a straight set of influences. Yep. Just covering myself so I never get sued. Like the, the oh, on this track, that's the one extra thing. Yeah. <laughs> this tight little chorus guitars. I don't think the guitars would ever be this chorusy without way more reverb. This yeah, is, yeah. This is like dry chorus. It's this is real crazy dry. dry chorus. Yeah, it's real dry. Chorus is the star of the like show. Reverb would take over later, and chorus would take a back seat. The chorus knob would get turned down, and the reverb got turned way up. Yeah. This is the beginning of the play of that, though. That's a classic start. old Robert Smith lead right there. Something like, yeah. Would do it better later, but you can see this is like where it's coming from. Yes. You know what I liked about standing on the beach was mm. how um, just uh, like how abrasive it was. The sound of it and the lyrics of it, all of it was like to support this fucking crazy message coming out. You know, yeah. Like the delivery of intention and tone, and they it, it that's what attracted me to that song, and where I was like, what the. F- fuck is this it's a different vibe than everything else everything else and then finding that 
everything they do has that approach to it. There's there's a real intention in tone and delivery of message and when the vocals come in and when these off things hit and, and why this groove is either going to carry through the song or where they do the changes. They're not doing totally typical song structure, pop song structure. But no, they kind of are. Uh, not you know? big on the, like the, the big bridges. They're not, they're not yeah. bridge guys. They're not going to bring that middle eight, as they right. call it. Um, they would later a little bit, but they're never. They were never the ones that just had the like crazy <laughs> bridge. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't their style. It wasn't their style. With Def Leppard, you can <sighs> set your clock to it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's all part of the same tapestry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the beauty of it, man. I like it. I, I mean, again, it's that groove, and and uh, and I will listen to Farce on the way home. Mm. I think I'm I'm going to pull up. Say, I think I'm going to play it loud when we're done <laughs> on, like, on the speakers in the control room. Because now I, all of a sudden I miss the control room. Like, remember the good old days back in the control room? <laughs> like last week. Remember when? Like last week ago when we were killing it in the control room. Dude, I gotta say, huh. I was I I. Here, here's my evolution for coming into this room, man. Just to bring our listeners into what we're actually sitting in here. You know, we a garage. Yeah, no, man. We're building out this dream factory, man. It's, it's, <laughs> God, it's a goddamn dream factory. So, I I got so comfortable. I love our fucking control room. We had it up. We had it good. That thing's just, we're looking through where our window's we're about to go. Where the glass has not been installed yet. <laughs> you cut away. Really halfway there. Cut away the plastic that was there because making whoomp noises it with was... the pr- pressure differences. But we got a sick control room. Listening to music there is awesome. And, and again, it's a revitalization. You know, it's really nice. It's rejuvenation. And so I get to come out here. You're like, dude, I've been doing some work. You have been doing some work. Shout out to my brother Pete once again. Hey Pete, always, oh Pete Thank always you, comes Pete. through on the weekend. Like, what you doing, man? I'm like, oh man, I'm just you know working the studio <laughs> without fail. He's like, you need a hand? I'm like, yeah. whatever, bro, come on through. And because his his daughter and my daughters are real close, so that it's win win. Yeah. And then we just get we drink a little bit and we do a little carpentry. You build <laughs> we watch football. Dude, that's sculpting. He helped me put all this foam up on the wall. Yeah. He helped nice me do job. all the drywall in the control room. Peter. Pete. Yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a cheers to Pete. Yeah, bro. So uh, we need to get him in here that pretty soon. Like actually. Another one. I'm sure he's got a second album he's into. I'd love to sit down. Let's let's build some bench seats. And get people yes. sitting down there. We got to make some room for. We we'll get them laying down there. Yeah, we, dude. We oh, should we put a Roman the, seat. Oh, yeah, we really get them on the couch. We just really start analyzing. People. Laying down. Hey, why'd you decide to put your head towards my way? Yeah. Why does this song make you feel about your mother? It's okay if you roll over and, and just talk to us with your back to us. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a quintessential title for, <laughs> for The Cure. At night. Because, you know, you're never going to have it. Well, you know that Cure song, High Noon? Right. You're a fan of that one? Yeah. No, nah, At Night, man, that's the right time. Nighttime is the right time. <laughs> Very much thank you, Martin Hannett, for this drum sound on a lot of this album. Yeah. This is also where the it, kind of the drum beat mixes up a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's a little funky now. You know, it's, it's funky still, to the cure. It's still a drummer. Right. 
It's, yeah. but it's not doing the do captain do captain. Yeah, not the mercy beat. Yeah. I literally took a little break today as I was working, and I listened to this album maybe like three, four times a day while I was working. Yeah. And this was when I would take like a break out because I, I would just, <laughs> you just like, have to groove for a little bit. Close my eyes a little bit and just. <laughs> yeah. It's like I got speakers out here and I'm, I'm wired and it's just loud all day because fuck everybody. <laughs> and I just had to take a little break and like rock out to this song. <laughs> just eyes closed. Just and like, mm, Dude, mm, yeah. Mm, you teleported. It's basically what you would be doing at that concert back then. Yeah. I couldn't listen to my YouTube. Like Linus. Yeah. Linus did, 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 did. This side, that side. This side, that side. Honestly, because I, I couldn't listen to my YouTube station today because I went on my phone and apparently we aren't paid up on XM for the month. So I got no. I was like, oh, man, I'm trying to listen to my YouTube station. But see, Hillary waits for him to call her. That's, that's uh, her yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah, she yeah. lets it lapse. And then they're like, you know, you, you want this back, right? And they're like, she's like, ah, I don't really care. I'm we not don't really sure that much. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We just weren't listening. You got to a it. deal, <laughs> exactly. You got something to keep me here? <laughs> you know, life hacked. Wait a minute. If we let it in, the ship could be infected. Yeah. Yo, can I tell you something while at night is playing? Yeah. Yeah, we got time. There's not really um, a, a post to hit on <laughs> yeah, some of these songs. True. Though I did find out that um, more often than not, you'll step on it. Yes. <laughs> oh. Okay, wait a minute. No. That fucking bass. And I know maybe it's a keyboard or whatever. That bass tone is... Donkulous. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm, I'm going over... I'm redlining yeah, this yeah, right now. Can, that echoes all the way up into Radiohead when they're doing yeah, uh, yeah. what's yep. the song uh, before like exit music for a film when they just come in with that <laughs> dude it, it's it's what in Star Trek 4 with this fucking <laughs> alien beacon that was shining and disrupting Star Trek 1, weather that was like V'ger's was fucking V'ger. calling <laughs> that's a it's, that's brown sound right yeah. there yeah yeah <laughs> R.I.P. to the gods with the brown sound EVH <laughs> Um, also, oh, what a great segue. I'm going to just say, I'll look out for our new podcast, which our first episode is coming out. Mm. Like, you know, like right now or whatever. Fair warning. <laughs> when people stop being <laughs> polite and get real about Van Halen. <laughs> and uh, we have a good time with our friend Augie Pagan, El Pagano. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we talk Dude, about Dude, that's Van a power. We, basically, we are. It's a power, a power trio. trio talking about a fucking. Legendary band, start to finish. Yeah. The whole, the first episode, like you said, is just dropping. It's hot. We don't even and get we, into their first album because nah. they're so entrenched and deep into the. What whole. were they doing in the backyard? Who was listening to the what? And who was listening to them to say <laughs> these guys got some fucking talent? Doctor Drew rocking out in a Pasadena backyard party, <laughs> listening to Van Halen. You know you're in for something special. But anyway. That's called Fair Warning, and you get it wherever you get fine podcasts. What's that, Robert?
Matthew Hartley really earning his pay on this one. That, that's some cool keyboards right there. It's good. You're right, though. The, the, the care they're taking in the tone, especially that they, I mean, it would be so the easy. Arrangement to, and yeah. just where things are placed and nothing is, no one's just jamming out on the on the chords and the move. It's very intricate. Yeah. It's simple, but it's intricate. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> it's simple, but no, you're right. It's simplicate, man. It's simple, Kel. It's Int- simple, it's imp- Intricate. It's simple tip. Simple tip. Simple tip. It's on we just made up a new rap name. It was simple on the simple tip. tip. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, I want to be simple tip. Me and little drip and little simple tip. With little drip and simple tip, we're trying to get you to not slip because we got greasy grooves, greasy grooves. did that for both of us <laughs> yeah and it's just like you don't even care the guitars just go a little out of tune when he does that or he just doesn't hit them all in the same it's it's supposed to sound like that I swear yeah. to god it's supposed to yeah that sound right there you're gonna find that sound on that David Bowie album. That's like, kind of crazy. It was just tone. It was like, it's like when you go to a hearing test and they ask you, can you hear this tone? <laughs> but we covered Black Star. Did we not do a Black Star episode? We did. Did we put Pretty it Pretty sure. I think we did. I don't remember. But, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, but, but I think we covered, Bowie was the first one, first artist that we covered their second album and their last album. Yes, that's right. And the only person that we covered as an artist who knew that that was their last piece of work coming right. out. That's right. That sound, that yeah, sound like a yeah. hurdy-gurdy or something holding out that shows up <laughs> on the Black Star album. That I think sound. you say hurdy-gurdy just because you know I don't know what it, it actually looks like. It's You want to know something funny? It's, it's got because, a monkey, right? The monkey helps yeah, to like two, power it. Two degrees of separation right here. The first time I ever saw somebody play a hurdy-gurdy, it was Pearl oh, Thompson, uh, and he was... <laughs> He w- okay, do I have to do this in a Matt Pinfield voice? No, no, no. <laughs> no but- <laughs> it was Pearl Thompson. He had was a, to his mission to shoe. It was at his Commodore in 1994. <laughs> Me and Cammy Voss. <laughs> it showed up to see uh, when Paige and, and Plant got back together. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, Pearl Thompson, who was then Pearl Thompson, fine distinction. I know it's like but Paul it's like and Saul. Ma- I get yeah, it. It's he biblical. had a revelation, you know. Yeah, yeah. He had a revelation. He could make more money playing with so, Robert Plant and yeah, Jimmy yeah, Page. Yeah. So back to the Dirty Hurdy Gurdy tour. <laughs> and he was he played the Hurdy Gurdy on one song. Yeah. And I was like, but that's what a Hurdy Gurdy looks like. It's, it's, so it's got a it's, you, yeah. you're cranking it. So a member of the Cure knows how to play the Hurdy Gurdy is what I'm trying to say. I to think you. most people probably know because <laughs> I don't think the Hurdy Gurdy really has a lot to there's it. There's a crank and there's buttons, man. Yeah. And you got to look cool holding it. You can't just you can tell a Hurdy Gurdy nerdy. Dirty nerdy Hurdy Gurdy. Do you think it's on like pantonic scale or is it one of those things like the dulcimer where it's like, oh, that looks crazy. And it's, yeah, it's like, more like no sitar. wrong notes. It's more like a sitar where it's like just uh, drones. What and I'm asking is, is it possible to make a hurdy-gurdy sound bad? Uh, Fuck you. Fucking <laughs> 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 hurdy-gurdy. 
The hurdy man. Who did that? That was Dion. Who did that? The hurdy. Yeah, the hurdy gurdy man. Yeah, we'll do his second album. The hurdy gurdy man. I'm telling you, there's a monkey running around, and <laughs> and he's got symbols between his legs. Remember that really creepy scene in uh, the Led Zeppelin movie, uh, "Song Remains the Same," when you're like coming up, and it's kind of like everything's like looks like you're tripping on mushrooms and stuff and you come up to the banks of the river and jimmy page is sitting by the river on like a little picnic blanket and he's like playing a hurdy-gurdy and he turns around and his eyes are all red like oh, the yeah. devil like something's in him he's playing the hurdy-gurdy like right people there. don't realize that it's weird rotoscoping stupid. rotoscoping yeah he's just playing the hurdy-gurdy <laughs> with the rotoscope people, eyeballs did, did do you know this when the first f- movie was played the fucking the train coming at this at the mm-hmm. camera mm-hmm. People got up and moved. People like they, they had to duck. Yeah. They had to get out. And I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but you also have to understand, like, yeah, it was dumb, too, yeah, yeah. because you didn't understand the, That's the how science. far the hurdy-gurdy will get you, though. The hurdy-gurdy and some See, red I eyes. Think what it really is is that Jimmy's looking down on us once again. He hasn't been in a long time. Ah, nice to see him. Page is, is he looking at you? Because he's looking at me. Dude, how's, yeah. how's he looking at oh, both he, of us? No, how's that work? He's checking us out, bro. Because yeah. he's because he's above us, he sees all right now. God yeah. rest his soul. Everybody looking at us except he Robert. died years ago. You know that, right? Jimmy Page died when he was like twenty nine. Shit. And it's Illuminati just been, replacement program. Yeah, it's just nah. It's just yeah. Same thing with Andrew WK. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. He passed away. Oh, long time ago. What's man. his second album? Party, party, second party. <laughs> <laughs> Who likes to party again? <laughs> White Pants Party, second party let's, album? Let's party one more time, it's called. <laughs> party, party, second party. It can't be that far off, really. It's, I, I think I stand by it. Uh, oh, hey, here's, here's, a, here's a neat fact. <laughs> Very rarely is the final track that the title track does that happen a lot i'm gonna say no, no. i'm gonna say it's the first time in this show yeah but it's also 1980s so this is the first time grabs, man everything's up for grabs 17 seconds the title track is the final track and it goes almost once again keeping time in that slow-mo and more chorus Oh, God, I remember when I first had chorus on my amp, I would just play shit like this all day. Yeah. It is dreamy. It makes shit sound cool. (laughs) It fills your sound. It doesn't sound so, you know, it's not so dry. It's just an A minor and a G or whatever he's doing, or an E or something. What he get doesn't, uh, what what he does really well is also, you know, hits those triplets on his picking patterns and stuff. And his strumming patterns. He's the epitome of a rhythm guitar player. Yeah. Maybe that's why I love him so much. Yeah, as far as like guitar playing singers. Yeah, dude. Top five. Pantheon. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. We got Prince like hogging up the first three spots. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. (laughs) (laughs) You might make the top 20, Robert, but we love you anyway. You influenced me anyway. He plays Wednesdays in heaven when he gets there. Yeah, man. Oh, he, he's on the he's Saturdays on the in hell. Yeah. And he's allowed to play both. Oh. He's allowed to play both. He's one of the only musicians who's going to be allowed to actually go up and down. 
got a he's got a red card. Because quite honestly, I don't think anybody wants to hang out with him all the time. No, it's it's kind of like you take him a little bit, we take him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Custody situation. Talk about stepping on the post. I did it one more time just for the last track. I'm, I'm going to try to set you up to step on that post from here on out, brother. <laughs> the game is afoot. This is not far from like some of the first songs me and my first band ever wrote. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the, that's the charm of it, I guess. The aspiring musician who's listening to this says, I, go, I can do that. I can do that. I know two chords. Yeah. It's just two chords. And and it, but you know what supports that kind of um, gumption and 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 that elevation of the spirit is that you can. It is achievable. He's not trying to be flashy. He's not saying you can't you can't get here and I'm gonna wow you with my technique and all that stuff. It 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 is the core of artist expression where it's the it, it's intention through method. Um, and maybe that intention is to be slower. Or have more space, whatever, however that combination happens. But this band really lets you fucking marinate in that and be like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to con- tell. I just, I don't think they ever played under bad lighting. Yeah. Right? Uh, they never had like some stupid like fluorescent lights. And always like. Probably up lighting. Oh, yeah. There's probably some up lighting. Weird fog coming from nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut the window. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Once again, talented Peter Hook. And it's not like he gives a little <laughs> warble there, it's a you know. From the late nineties, the talented. Peter the, Hook, the, the talented, the talented Peter Hook. <laughs> um, he's not linking. He's he's not doing this baseline run. He, he gets six notes. Two, three, four, yeah, whatever. whatever. And there's some warbles in there. <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> Fucking six, four, whatever. That's even my plan. Um, oh, and that's how the record goes out. Yeah, the final groove runs its. Move. No. Okay. I got nothing for that. Please, please. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of Venus flytrap <laughs> Dude, I'm trying. I I'll get him. At least I'll the get quiet. Him. I need the quiet storm. Like, do you know what I tried getting today? I tried getting Hendrix going dig, dig. I that, need, that was a dig right there. I need the quiet. No, that was the quiet you storm. Think? Fucking. Oh, we <laughs> the, 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 the distant the thunder. Better than crickets. Oh, yeah. yeah. Distant thunder. That's oh, the quiet storm. <laughs> Wasn't that, uh, what's his name on Saturday Night Live? Did that, he did the ladies' man, but he also he did the uh, the quiet Tim storm. Meadows. Tim Meadows did the quiet storm, DJ. Yeah. And he had that little sound effect on the quiet storm. <laughs> Excellent. All right. I need it. I need yeah. it. Dude, you could play that kind of soundtrack <laughs> under this whole album. They didn't do like the doors. Right, let's put some fucking, hey man, we put some storm sounds on riders <laughs> and it sounds awesome. Or some rain sounds on riders. You could play rain sound through this whole album. <laughs> you could one. play this whole album through the movie Japan, The Crow. Yeah. Um, oh, the, like, who they had a song on the soundtrack. Absolutely. 
Uh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, good to see you there, Sly. Get out of here. All you right. weren't in that movie. You were there. Um, I maybe part of it is where where I'm going with that. You can project a lot onto their music. They leave a lot of space between notes, and they leave a lot of sustain and they a lot of fucking chorus and a lot of grooves that are happening that most emotions you get you can kind of you 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 can project onto this band quite a bit um i enjoy that part about it and then what struck me with the standing on the beach it was such a direct like fucking what the fuck did you just say <laughs> kind of stuff <laughs> like whoa I didn't, huh? it, was, it was like this crazy conviction you know whatever <clears throat> I found their delicate nature immediately after listening to that song and the very next song, you know, and Boys Don't yeah, Cries on they there. They really and, flirted know, with being a pop band, too, for a minute. Yeah. And, and they were good at that, too. They were good at that. And so they just, when they decided to go back to full goth again, they just brought all their great pop songwriting. They didn't lose those skills. No, no, and no. And that's what makes albums like Disintegration uh, masterpieces. Yeah. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's it's worthwhile. To, not worthwhile. I think it's valid. I don't know why I said I, that. Like, that let was me, some declaration. Me, like, nobody thinks that album's not a masterpiece. Whatever, dude. Yeah, We're, fucking, fucking, uh, Sergeant Pepper's greatest Beatles nah, album. Yeah, I said good. it. No, nah, it's not that good. I said it. It's not that good. It's not Revolver. I know, actually. Dude, Revolver, so, yeah. right? It's Revolver. Revolver is the Maybe fucking. Maybe Rubber Soul, number two. Re- I'm going, re- you know, that's how I. Mm-hmm. I like the way you think, Jared. I like the way you think. I like the way you build. I like the way you sculpt the space. Um, it's a freeform exploration. <laughs> dude, I think we were discussing like this room is designing the itself notes. as I build. <laughs> the idea of we're at a, a live edge fucking t- our, our our table, a console table that we're just we just got mic stands coming out of and our drops and all that good fun shit. Live edge. What is that? Oak? That's red oak right there. I like oak. I like oak. It smells good when you cut it. Smells like manliness. <laughs> smells like Kaitel. <laughs> Fucking, and then hey, we're gonna have a little built ins over here. We're gonna have room for four. No we're problem. Have room for friends. God damn, dude. God yeah. damn we'll us. Get friends again once once it becomes the kind of place where our time when yeah. friends can come around again. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you still come around, Chris. I'm. I've. You're. You're kind of the one and only. We are the. <laughs> we're the we have bubble. A very small bubble. I'm glad we're in it together. I'm going to Long Beach for Thanksgiving, by the way. Oh shit. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to Surf? meet you guys. No, not Long Beach. We're Long, Long View. View. Yeah, but I'm going. I have a friend. Yeah, you're gonna drive right past us. <laughs> I know where you're going, and you you can wave as you go past. I was trying to say, okay, Jared. One, that was a cry for help. Yeah, and, uh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do you want to get into the fucking bottom of my troubles on this episode? No, but I hope we get this album as dope as this one was on the next episode. This like, was, I'm feeling good about this one. This, this is a great was a album. Good call. This is good a great call. second album. Yeah, this yeah. is this is why we made this podcast, Chris. Mm-hmm. Albums like this. I got jazzed with this man. Nice yeah. work. Good right. call. Same here. I agree. It was a good call. <laughs> On the next episode. (laughs) Am I gonna walk into the other room and hit stop? (laughs) (laughs) Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hey.
a good album though. I'm see, I fuck man. Smoke weed every day.